Masechet Nazir Daf Mem Gimel. Uh, today we're going to talk about the prohibition of a Nazir and a Kohen to become Tamer Lamet. It's one thing that they have in common, and anything that we say about Nazir will apply to Kohen and vice versa. So whatever we, we're going to learn from both contexts, and uh, so it doesn't matter which context you learn it from. All right, so now both a Nazir and a Kohen uh, cannot become Tameh for uh, um, most people, pretty much anyone. A, a Kohen, however, has exceptions. A Kohen can become Tameh for their six close relatives, and then uh, also his wife, so seven close relatives, uh, she's added as well. A Kohen Gadol, however, cannot become Tameh for anyone. A Nazir is like a Kohen Gadol. A Nazir cannot not become Tamelamet, not even for close relatives. All right, so with that in mind, uh, we're going to be uh, looking at these sources to answer two questions. On the first Amud, we're going to talk about can a Kohen or a Nazir um, go into a room with a Goses, someone who's on their deathbed. They may die at any moment. So is that permitted or do they have to worry that this will also cause Tum'ah or um, be prohibited to them? And uh, on the other side of the daf, we're going to ask about what if it's not a whole body? What if it's just a limb? Can a Kohen become Tameh uh, to bury a limb of a close relative? Um, is that sufficient? Also causes Tum'at Met or does it have to be only if it's an entire body? All right, so we begin. Tenora banan lehechalo ad sheashiyamut. Rebi Omer b'motam yitama ad sheyamut. So we have Tanakama and Rebi who seem to be saying the same law, but they're deriving it from two different places. The Tanakama says lehechalo um, teaches us that a kohen is um, is not prohibited until the person actually dies. If they are on their deathbed and they're near death, it's still permitted for a Kohen to be there. So let's see the, uh, the context where we learn it from. Vaikra 21, talking about a regular Kohen who cannot become Tamer Lamet, but is permitted for their mother and father and son and daughter and brother, and also a sister who was never married, La Yitama. And then it adds, Lo Yitama Baal Be'amav Lehechalo. And uh, a, 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 a kinsman um, cannot become Tameh, that will Lehechalo to profane himself. So this word Lehechalo, and maybe the rabbis are relating it to the word Halal, which Halal means a dead body. So the person only becomes Tameh if they are Lehechalo, meaning with a dead body, someone who was declared finished um, and not if they're if they're on their deathbed then that does not cause tum'ah that is not uh, profaning himself and so that is therefore permitted all right so that's Tanakama learns it from Lehechalo Rebi however that's a Biudanasi learns it not from Vaikra 21 about a Kohen but rather from Bimidbar 6 which is um, about a Nazir so let's look at that context here it says um, he cannot, a Nazir, Nefeshmet, lo yavo, and not even for his father and mother and for his brother and sister. Lo even when they die, he cannot be come because Nezer Elohav al Rosho. And then, okay, so from here you see that says, lo bemotam. The prohibition is only bemotam when they are actually completely dead. Um, uh, but then, 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 uh, but what if they're not yet dead? And even if they're on their deathbed, then it's permitted, uh, uh, but they're not Tameh. And so there's no prohibition, there's no Tum'ah, and Nazir can go and visit their relatives um, or anyone 
um, even if the, even if they're on their deathbeds. Okay, so that's the two opinions here, and now we're going to have two interpretations of this baraita. My benayhu, is there any difference between Tanakama and the uh, B? Rabbi Yochanan says there's no practical difference. It's only about the meaning of their interpretations. Is it better to interpret it from here or better to interpret it from there, right? Which is a better derivation. But there's no practical difference. Um, they would agree that Nazir and Kohen can be with someone on their deathbed and it, there's no prohibition until the person is actually dead. That's Rabbi Yochanan. However, Resh Lakish says there is a difference between them, um, and that is someone on their deathbed. According to the Hechalo, that's Tanakama that learned the Hechalo, Hechalo is a more general word, right? To profane himself, that means. Even if they are on their deathbed and the Kohen's going to go there, that's already profaning himself by being near death. The person is, right, this Kohen is near a person who is near death, and that is uh, already profaning. We're going to talk about in a, in a second, does that actually cause tumatmet? We're going to say no, there's no actual tumatmet, but the prohibition of a Kohen uh, being, uh, being with them, touching them, being in the same room with them, already applies um, because the Hechalo. Whereas according to the view of Hanasi, he learns from Bimotam. Bimotam is a very clear word. Until he actually dies, then there is a, there is a prohibition. But if he's on his deathbed, then there is no prohibition. Okay, so that's a completely different uh, explanation than the Biochanan. I mean, the Biochanan seems to be the Peshat because they both say Ad Sheyamut. And this is Ad Sheyamut. So... Um, it seems to be till he dies, although maybe you could infer this Rabbi says Ad Sheyamut, when he actually dies. Ad Sheyamut is at the time of death, meaning there is a prohibition even at the time of death. So maybe this extra, this word here, Sha'a, uh, does in fact support Reshakish's opinion. Okay, so we're going to go with Reshakish for now um, in the following discussion, and we're going to ask a few questions based on Reshakish. Okay, so to summarize, let's keep Reshakish in mind and assume his interpretation. Going to Tanakama, a Kohen and a Nazir, whatever applies to one applies to the other, is prohibited from even being with a Goses on his deathbed, whereas the Buddha says a Kohen and Nazir are permitted until the actual moment of death. Good. Now, assuming uh, that there is a difference between them, uh, we're going to ask why they didn't use the other uh, interpretation. According to the one who says, that's Tanakama, uh, but it also says regarding a Nazir, what are you going to do with that Pasuk, uh, Tanakama? And they'll say, Mi Oh, he needs that for the bees reading. Ironically, the B is the other opinion after Tanakama. So uh, the Tanakama will agree with the way the B uses that very pasuk that the B is bringing. Okay, the B we're going to see is going to use this pasuk for two things. Um, now, what did the B say about this? That Bimotam, a Nazir and a Kohen, cannot become Tameh Lamet. That's the only prohibition. But other types of Tum'ah, they are permitted. If there's a Nega, a leprosy, or a, a, a Ziva, um, right, a, a abnormal discharge, those are also types of Tum'ah that are pretty serious types of Tum'ah. And a, a Nazir and a Kohen is permitted 
to become Tameh if they need to. If it happens to them, they don't really have a choice or if they have to touch someone who is a, a, a Zav or a Zava. So that is per- permitted. Only Tumat Met is prohibited. And so that's what he's going to do with, he's already using, Tanakhama is already using Bimotam for that. All right, then let's turn it around. The one who says bemotam, that was actually to be. What is he going to do with, with, with um, this, who is also to be? So actually, it doesn't point it out in the Gemara, but it's actually, we're asking it to be about something else to be said. So to be will answer, The Pasuk really could have said bemot, bemotam, making it plural, means that we're going to, we can learn two things from this Pasuk. We can learn, number one, that um, the prohibition only sets in when the person actually dies, but on the deathbed is permitted for a Kohen and Nazir to be with them. That's one thing we learn. And the second thing we learn is that um, the prohibition is only about Tumat Met, but other types of Tumat is permitted. Okay, so now Rabbi is good. Now, Now, sticking with Rabbi, hey, uh, you, ha- you have the word Bemotam, but what are you going to do with the other Pasuk, uh, that was said regarding a, um, a Nazir, uh, sorry, a Kohen, right? Lehechalo was said regarding a Kohen. What are you going to do with that Pasuk? It's extra. So, comes to teach that this is only for someone, the prohibition is only someone who is not profaned, meaning a Kohen or a Nazir who is Tahor cannot become Tameh. But if the Kohen was already Tameh Lamet and then they want to they wanna go touch another corpse, then there's no prohibition. Right? If you remember, um, this was the opinion of the Ra'avad. Um, even though everyone, Rambam and everybody else disagrees, so that's not halacha but you see this would be the source uh, for that. Um, only if it would profane them, but if they're already profaned, then it's permitted. Okay, now Tanakama, they use Melehechalo to teach um, that one cannot even be with a Goses. Um, well, don't you need it for, for this also? Don't they agree with this? And they, you need to learn um, this teaching as well, that he can, he can become Tamet uh, a second time. Or the Pasu could have said just Lehachel, a simpler way, but having an extra letter there, the more complex word, Lehechalo, we can actually learn two things. So in the end, both Tanakama and Rabbi, Agree um, uh, um, that uh, agree on the other laws that we that we learn from this um, that he can a kohen and a nazir can become um, tameh for sadat and for zav and zava and also that if they're already tameh they can become tameh again so they agree with all those laws it's just a question of and they learn it from the same places but now uh, those two pesukim which one are going to use for double duty. And so Tanakh Kama will learn, use the Lehechalo for double duty and therefore derive that it's, um, pro- it's prohibited, he's more stringent, prohibited for Kohen Nazir to be with a Goses. Whereas Rabbi says, I'm going to use Bimotam for double duty, and that means oh, the prohibition is only when they die, but it's permitted to be with a Goses. Okay, good. And so now, last question um, in this uh, series. Here we have a Braita that seems, uh, sorry, a Mishnah in Ohalot. 
that seems quite clear, and it says a person does not become Tameh until they are actually die. Even if they are uh, uh, cut, cut up, lacerated as a bullet wound, and you know it's clear that they're going to die, even if they're on their deathbed, no Tumat Met until they're actually dead. So that's the Braita. And now a question, according to Natanakama, within the interpretation of Resh Lakish, of course, who says, who learns it from Lehechalo, um, but uh, so how could you say that it's prohibited for a Kohen and Nazir and a Nazir to be to go uh, to a person on the, their deathbed? After all, you just says here in the Braita that they are not, do not have Tumat Met. The person on his deathbed does not cause tumat met. So how, why should it be prohibited? And his answer would be, Yes, you're right. Regarding tumat met, um, until the person's soul departs, they do not cause tumat met. And so that's not the problem. But in regarding profaning, it is still be, uh, profaning the Kohen um, uh, and the Nazir to even enter into the uh, uh, the uh, room with a uh, or touch the goses, um, even though they're not dead and they don't cause tumat met, still it's profane, profaning and therefore prohibited. And so that uh, resolves um, resolves that problem. Okay, now that ends that discussion of the goses, and now we have a section that's going to get a little bit gory. Um, so here we go. Amarav Chista, Amarav. Okay, this is the statement of Rav Chista. This is going to be the subject of this whole uh, line of questioning. Nikta Rosho Shel Abiv Eno Mitame Lo. Even though a Kohen is permitted to become Tame Lamet for his father, but if his father his father's head was severed. Um, and uh, then it's not a he's not a whole body. He cannot become tamelamet for him. My tama, what's the source? Amar kera leaviv bizman shehu shalem v'lo bizman shehu haser. Only because says leaviv for his father, meaning for his father as a whole. But only if he's a whole, if his body is fully intact and he died. Then a kohen can become tame lamet to bury his father. But if he's missing a limb, a head is a pretty important limb. Um, then that's not uh, his father is not whole and therefore cannot become tame lamet. Okay, I don't know why they're discussing this. Is this, did this happen often, um, even uh, theoretically? Um, but uh, okay, anyway, this is Rav's uh, uh, um, Rav's derivation. Okay, so Rav Hamdunah is going to challenge Rav Chista and say, wait, according to you, let's say a Kohen and his father are walking in this valley of Aravot. It's a place, there's no, no man's land, uh, and, um, uh, and there's a lot of bandits there. And so robbers come and they take the guy's father and cut off his head. That's what these bandits would do. And so now, what is he going to do? They run away. Now the Kohen is left there. You can't even tell me that the Kohen can't bury his father uh, because uh, his, head, head, his head is severed. What are you going to do? Just leave him there in the middle of the desert? Uh, right? Does that make sense? So Chista says, this falls into the category of a met misvah. A Kohen is permitted to become Tamei Lamet for anyone, 
if they are a met mitzvah, uh, a dead person that's in the middle of nowhere, there's no one else to come and bury him, there's no relatives, there's nobody else who's not a Kohen, and so he has to do it. So he, yes, you're right, he cannot bury him in terms of the law of burying a father, but the Kohen would be permitted as a met mitzvah. Okay, if the met mitzvah is true for other for anyone else, all the more so for his father. Now we ask about that. met met Wait a second, this doesn't fit into the definition of met mitzvah. Breta says, what is a met misvah? Someone who has no one to bury him. That if if they would call and someone would say, hey, look, there's a person, this person died and nobody would answer. Meaning there's no relatives, right? If someone would answer, say, you make an announcement, right? Mr. So-and-so died. And then people would come and say, oh, that's my relative, right? I will, uh, I'm responsible for the burial. Responsible means either they do it themselves or they pay for it. Um, and, uh, you know, a son would be, have to use money uh, to, if they can't do it themselves, to have to pay for it. And this one has this person who died in the desert and his head, his head was cut off by bandits. He has a son. So it's not called a met mitzvah if he has a son, right? And if the son is a Kohen and he can't do it, um, even though he's a son, he can't do it because the father's head is severed, but he would have to buy, he would have to pay for someone else to do it. So it's not called a met mitzvah because there is a son who is responsible. If someone calls, he will answer and say, yes, that's my met, that's my met, and I am responsible to bury him. So you can't apply the law of met mitzvah. And the answer is, No, we're not talking about what's happening in the city. If it was in the city, and let's say the same thing, his head cut off, uh, so the son would not be able to bury him as a father because it's not whole. But it's not a met mitzvah because the son is there. He is not uh, nowhere land. So in that case, the son would have to go and spend money and hire someone else who's not a Kohen to bury his father. But if you're talking about when you're in the middle of nowhere, there's nobody else around that he can go and hire. So then it is a met mitzvah. And that would be true for um, for anyone who's uh, who's there, who's uh, found in the desert, there's nobody else there. The son would be, this guy would be permitted. So all the more so for his father. Okay, good. So we answered that challenge. Now another challenge against Rav Chista. Metibe la yitama la hu mitame veno mitame le'ebareha. So now a similar law regarding a sister. For a sister, it says a man, a, 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 a kohen. Um, uh, can become can become tameh for a sister who was never married la to her yes yitama he can become tameh so this word la is extra just say yitama for a sister who was never married yitama what's this la means only if she, if she is there whole but not for a limb if some for some reason she her limb was amputated or something. Um, and uh, and it needs to be buried. Even a limb needs to be buried. The 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 kohen brother is not permitted. And we can compare the sister also to the father. Um, and the reason why we're saying this about the sister is because it's also the same thing about the father. That one cannot, a Kohen cannot become Tameh for a limb from the living body. There's Ever Minachai, is when a limb is cut off, like an amputation. There's also Ever Minamet, if somehow a uh, limb gets severed after the person dies. Um, so uh, uh, the Kohen cannot become Tameh 
for a limb from his sister or from her, from his father. But here's something he can do. So far, that's consistent with what Avchista said. But the last part is problematic for him. Here it says he can look for a small bone that's the size of a barley grain. A small bone the size of a barley grain is small, is big enough that it, it imparts tumat met. And so the halacha here is saying that if a kohen already became tameh for his father, right? Let's say his father was mostly whole, but maybe there was a small, uh, a small bone that was not yet gathered, and they would look needs to be searched for. And so, if the kohen who was permitted to already buried his father, but then he's uh, he wants to look, maybe there was a crime scene or something, and there might be a small bone that also should be buried. That even though it will cause tumat met, that's permitted. Now. Now, what does this mean that he can go and look for a small bone? Doesn't that mean that when he, well, he, when he was died, when the father died and he was buried, he was missing a small part? And that means the father was not actually whole, and yet the, the Baraita assumes that it was permitted for him to go and bury the father in the first place, even though he was missing. A small part. Well, it doesn't matter how small, how big, right? He's missing. It doesn't matter if it's a whole limb or a head or a small part or a small bone. Still, he was not whole. Now, according to Rav Christa, you said uh, Kohen can only become Tamet to bury his father his father's whole. And according to this, even if the father is missing a bone, it's permitted for him to bury him and then go ha- go ahead, since he's Tamet already, he can go ahead and look for the small one, the small bone. So, Rav Christa, how are you going to answer that? And he says, oh, la hahid biyudahi. That is the opinion of the Bihuda. I don't agree with that. I follow, um, I follow the other Tanaitic opinion. Well, what does the Bihuda say to Tanya? The Bihuda omed, la mitame veno mitame le'ebareha. She'eno mitame al ever minachai shel abiv, aval mitame hu le'ever min hamet shel abiv. The Bihuda said, uh, from the same word regarding a sister to her, he can he has to become he can become tameh, but not for a limb because a kohen cannot become tameh for just a limb from the li- from a limb cut off from uh, while alive from the father, but he can become tameh for a limb from the dead body of his father. This Baraita means that, according to the Biuda, a Kohen cannot become Tameh for a limb of his father that was severed. Let's say his arm is amputated while he's alive. The Kohen cannot touch that arm and cannot bury it. Biuda would agree with that. However, if the, his father died, and for whatever reason there's some limb missing or a bone missing, then he's permitted to become Tameh to look for the bone, and that assumes that he was already permitted to bury the father. And so therefore, you see, according to the Bihuda, um, a Kohen is permitted to bury his father, even if the father is missing a limb. And that is the opposite of what Avchista said in the name of Rav. So that this Baraita over here that says, yes, he's permitted to bury his father and then go look for, um, go look for a bone, that was following the opinion of the Bihuda who is more lenient and permits such a thing. Um, but um, but uh, that's only opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, and uh, Rav Chista doesn't follow it.
Okay, another challenge. Vehatanya Rav Kahana Berbi Eliezer Ben Yaakov La Mitame Veeno Mitame Leevarim Perat Kezait Min Hamet VeKezait Netzel Umelot Harvad Rakav. So this Brayta says. Um, uh, that uh, from the same thing from the word for a sister it says la mitame a kohen can become tame for his sister, but that's only if she's if it's a whole body and not if it's uh, just limbs, and that will exclude a, a kezait of uh, solid parts or a kezait of uh, liquid. A fluid that came from the corpse, or a spadeful of dust from the corpse, all those Kohen would not be permitted to go and bury. So only if it's an entire body, and not if it's a limb or just these small, uh, 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 just these pieces, the Kohen cannot become Tameh to bury those pieces. Now, what about something in between? Okay, what if it's not just this a little a little bit of a kezait? What if it's uh, the skull, the spine, and the skull, or most of the skeleton, or the majority of the number of bones? Right. So this is it's not just a little piece. This is a, a major part of the body. So could it be that the kohen would not have to would not become tameh? For that, no, Kohen can be t- become Tameh because the Pasuk says, So this is back to Vayikra, um, where it introduces um, uh, by saying um, here, What if have to add this? It's an inclusive phrase, and so that's coming to include that not only in a whole body, even if it's a majority, major parts of the body. The Kohen also becomes Tameh for a relative. What you see here is that if as long as the majority of the bones are there, even if it's missing m- many of them, as a minority of them, a Kohen does become Tameh. This is a challenge to Rav Chista, because Rav Chista said, if it's missing even one limb, then a Kohen cannot become Tameh. So um, the wait, the Baraita continues and says, "Yachol lo yitame l'shidravet lagulgolet robinyano robinyano shel acherim." And so now, what about can a kohen not become tame for a skull, a, a, a skeleton and skull, and the majority um, of the most of the skeleton or the numbers of the majority number of bones for other people? Um, so now we know this law regarding uh, his sister, but what about for others? Um, it would, the other relatives, right, would be the same thing um, that uh, the son can, a, a person, a Kohen, can become Tameh for the skeleton or majority um, of the skeleton of his. Um, parents or, or or son or daughter. So we we say just like uh, regarding a sister, where the body is dependent upon him, the brother has to tend to his burial, to her burial, and he is permitted to become tameh for her um, skeleton and skull, or for the majority. Um, so too for anyone, any of the other close relatives, where that person, that kohen, is responsible to bury them, they are permitted. So we see from this that 
This Badaita, right, assumes that a person, a Kohen, is permitted to become Tameh as long as it's a major part of the skeleton, even if it's missing one, even if it's missing a bunch of uh, uh, limbs, it's permitted. And this is against Rav Chista. So we answer, Hahi, Nameh, Rebiudahi. That Badaita is also Rebiudah, right? I mean, Rebiudah is the one, that, the one that said it's uh, permitted as long as most of it's there. Verav de Amar ki haitana de tanya maase shemet aviv shal rabbi yitzhak begin zak ubav hodiyuhu lacha shalosh shalim ubav shalat rabbi yoshua ben elisha varbaim zekenim sheimo vamru leabiv bizman shu shalem velo bizman shehu chaser and so um the rav chista um okay that right rav chista in the name of rav when he said his halacha that uh, Kohen cannot become Tameh unless it's a full body, and if it's missing any parts at all, it's permitted for a Kohen to become Tameh. He is rejecting, he does not follow the Biuda, and that's okay, because he can has another Tana to follow, and that, that would be the Tana of the following Beraita, of a story that one time, Rabbi Yitzhak, his father, died in Ginzak, a faraway place, we don't know exactly where it is, um, you can look here to see uh, some uh, um, identifications. Anyway, his father died in some faraway place, and he didn't hear about it for a while, and they came and told him three years later. And uh, then uh, Rabbi Yitzchak um, went and asked Rabbi Yoshua ben Elisha, who was with four other elders, and they discussed it. And he, the question was, can he go and tend to the burial of, his, of the father? Now, it was three years past, so I assume that there was some kind of burial. But in the olden days, they used to do a double burial. They would bury someone in a, on a shelf in a cave. And then they would come back about a year later when the um, when the flesh disintegrated. They would take the bones, gather the bones, and put them into a smaller jar or a box. And so, um, so he wants to know: Can he go and tend and do the second burial for his father? And they answered, "Le'aviv, no, you're a kohen. A kohen is only be permitted to bury." to become Tameh for his father, who is whole, but not if he's missing. And after three years, the body is not whole anymore, the flesh is gone, and so, um, no, sorry, you cannot do that. Uh, even though there's a full skeleton there. So according to the Biuda of the of those Baraitot, it would be permitted. Um, but you see from the fact that they said it's prohibited, they disagree with the Biuda, and so this um, this Baraita shows support for Rav Chista that um, unless the, uh, only if the body is whole, but if it's missing some any, any pieces, then the coin is not permitted to become Tameh Lamet. Baruch Adonai Amen Amen.